Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, with a dash of garden, chatting about current interests, and life in my northern town. You can find show notes at mycreativecorner3.com. You can also find all of my social media, how to purchase a virtual cup of coffee, and all events on the website. Please feel free to stop by and leave a comment. I really appreciate everyone who listens. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, everybody. How have you been doing? It's been a couple weeks of ups and downs around here. So I did get a new phone on Mother's Day. We went to Costco. They were on sale. I got the smartphone with the fantastic camera. It's pretty big. I dropped it today. Oh, yes, I dropped it. (laughs) Chipped it, too. Wow. So... I'm just telling you that after a big roller coaster ride of do I have insurance or don't I have insurance, I found out I do have insurance so I can get it repaired or replaced for not a ton of money. But man, it's just been that kind of a day. The dentist told me I need to get a filling too. Wow. So other than those little bumps in the road this afternoon... I've been doing really well with feeling like I'm doing the things I want to do in my spring and summer of really slow living and savoring the moments. Been working on the garden, got it cleaned up, got the old leaves out of there and the trash and started weeding the beds and it's amazing in a week how much can grow. I have one little tulip that looks like it's ready to open soon and I'm pretty excited. The grape hyacinths are up, the purple violets and the white violets are up. They're blooming and I've got poppies that looks like they'll be sending up some flowers before too long. So lots of things came back and it's looking good. I tried to plant the sunflower seeds and I think the squirrels got them. So I'm going to try popping a couple in uh, empty pots I have in the house and see if I can get some to grow. So the garden has been like a lot of my extra time over the last couple of weeks and a lot of work. So I've been a little sore. My hands have been sore, but it's so worth it in the end. So I thought it would be fun to do a little bit of uh, filming of our progress. I started a series on TikTok and you can see it on TikTok where it's on Instagram Reels. Um, if you want to see it all in one shot, uh, TikTok's the way to go. I, I have posted them on my Facebook page too. But this is the thing. The hashtag is I love gardens, hate gardening. Yeah, I really don't like gardening. It's like there's a thing going around on social media and TikTok and Reels where the guy is 
walking around and he's grumping the whole time. I'm going on my daily walk. It's my stupid daily walk for my stupid mental health. And it works. So I have to keep doing it because I feel better. And that's kind of how I feel about gardening. I really will grump about going out there in the weather or the wind and getting dirty. And I've learned to put gardening gloves on to keep the infections out of my fingernails. And I've been just doing 10-15 minutes at a time on Saturdays if it's cool enough I'll spend you know 30 minutes to an hour so the first couple times it's always a little bit longer because there's more to do so I'm proud of myself I have weeded um 90% of my garden once and I have a new place on the side of the house that some things are starting to grow and because they have more sun because trees died and they had to get taken down last year. So that means a little bit of weeding because the plants I put there are finally starting to grow. So I'm pretty excited about that. And I am also pretty excited that over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to put my fairy garden up. So that has been a lot of my time. I did put a pot of a fairy garden on my entrance porch and it's a little tiny juniper I think it's called a blue juniper star shrub it's very it's a dwarf series it's small I have it in a little container and I made it into a mini fairy garden so that was the first one out of the season and it's on my porch so I'm pretty pretty happy so um some sad news was this last weekend, the wilderness area where I like to go and take pictures of the wild elk herd and deer and all of the nature pictures and stuff. If you follow me on Instagram, you can see those things. Um, there was a forest fire and I, last I knew it was like 60% contained. Hopefully it's more contained. Um, we had super hot hot weather um, from like Mother's Day to last weekend. Um, it was over 88 degrees to 90 degrees. Very hot, very dry, high fire um, morning. We have a high, medium, and low um, fire danger here. It was high fire danger. And for whatever reason, the um, forest caught on fire. They are saying it was a lightning strike, but I don't know. There was no storms in the area. Who knows? Doesn't matter. Um, I don't want to say 2,500 acres burned so far, and hopefully that's it. It's plenty of um, acres out in the wilderness area. So there are cabins and wooded areas that have um, private strips of land. And I know one ranch is where it originated. It's a hunting hunting ranch we call them and that did burn but no one was hurt so far so the good news was while I was out and about um this weekend we did get some pictures of the fire on the horizon and the elk were not bothered I saw them in a farmer's field quite a ways away where I've seen them for years and things look like it will move on and things will be good I hate fires, though, don't we all? The destruction is just just terrible. So that happened, and um, 
was kind of uh, unsettling, but I, I think they have it controlled. And I got to look at my list here. I have been doing quite a bit of exercising in my slow living days. I'm getting out to my little garage gym probably about five days a week. And um, with the extra gardening, I'm counting that <laughs> as some exercise. And I've actually been walked around the neighborhood. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. And I, I just feel like it's been a mental shift for me. And I don't feel so stressed out of trying to pack in all the things in a day. I do want to say that I have been long arming. And so I finished up the orange and gray quilt that my friend had dropped off. And she wasn't planning on it being long armed. So it did run a little short on the back. I can't believe it. But I remembered how to add a piece of fabric to the backing while it's still on the frame. And it worked out perfectly. It laid flat. I had a big old piece of fabric that was the right size and color and it turned out very well that one was custom quilted and then I've been working on table runners that is the last of a series of table runners I think um, I've done probably six or eight by this um, friend of mine and she used insel bright on the first few that were larger now I'm doing some thinner longer ones some of them have batting, some have insel bright. And what's really interesting is I've never done this before, is that the centers are a French braid that she did as a quilt as you go. But then when she got to the outer borders, she thought, wouldn't it be pretty to have feathers on it? So this has been a great practice of doing feathers on all different sized table runners and borders. And they turned out flat on the back and I'm pretty excited about that so it's been good practice because I'm getting ready to put on another custom quilt for my friend and she wants to put it in the local quilt show no pressure right <laughs> so I ordered thread the thread came and I'm going to get ready to put that on next I have started a couple of other hand sewing quilting projects I used um Angel from Halo Inspirations Banks Quilt and I have added a few logs and I don't even have one block done. It is a hand sewn to a fabric foundation log cabin type of block but when you fold your logs back you leave a pleat you know, um, a gap of at least a quarter of an inch away from the seam that you did because, you, you know, it's designed for you to do big stitches. So the big fat seam allowance, when you fold it back and you finger press it and then you put the lo next log on, it leaves like this lovely folded or pleated um, log cabin. And I really like it, but I am not going at it at lightning speed because of my stupid cracked thumbnail. Now we've been dealing with this since last December and I'm not going to wail about it, but I'm going to explain. It is on my dominant hand and it's a vertical fracture of the nail that went all the way to the nail bed. So now it's grown out 
to where the crack is probably to the halfway point and the Manx sewing is a lot of pressure on that thumb and I try not to but it's the pressure that you put on the thumb not necessarily the nail but it caused the nail to separate so that kind of hand sewing is probably going to go super slow or is going to have to go on the back burner until this thumbnail heals up. So I was like bummed about that because I was all great guns and ready to go. But until this heals up, there's not much I can do. And that's going to take a while for this to heal. So I'm about ready to pack it up and put it in um, its own project box for a future date. So Mother's Day, I did some impulse buying for myself. I did. I bought two 40 pack of charms that were two and a half inches from England of all different Liberty of London. And I'm surprised. Um, because my mom said she'd never heard of Liberty of London. And I had a couple of other people tell me that they had never heard of Liberty of London. So I thought, well, I've heard of it. And I know some things about it. And I made some assumptions. But I did a lot of research over the last week. And I just want to say, wow, Liberty of London has been around for a very long time. And I want to read some of the things that are on their page. So if you go to libertyoflondon.com, you can go to their page that is called Our Heritage Information. And I had to, I just Googled the history of Liberty of London. This is where I got. So Liberty of London has been around since the 1800s. And if I can get my computer to work here, it will help. In 1875, their adventurous founder, I'm reading um, and paraphrasing what their website says. His name was Arthur Lansby Liberty. He laid plans for a London emporium laden with luxuries and fabrics from distant lands. And his dream was to metaphorically dock a ship in the city streets. So it was, it was like an early um, department store is what we would call it now. So he started this in 1875 and he has a building that he found and he was determined quote I'm reading a quote I was determined not to follow existing fashions but to create new ones and I have been enamored with Liberty's collection of stuff um I know that it was a department store I did know that and I know they have some really amazing things and they're not terribly terribly expensive but they're not cheap and now it looks like if you buy over $70 worth of stuff from Liberty of London's website they'll ship it to the U.S. for free. They have an amazing building that is really old that they li live in. They have a place that looks it's a Tudor revival um 
building. And I don't remember if it is something that they built or if it was something that they um, had purchased and then renovated it. But it's very cool. If you ever go on YouTube, you can see some pretty cool stuff. Oh, it was. It looks like they built it. It says the 1920s was a time of Tudor revival, and it was considered the most crafted of English architecture. So the shop was engineered around three atriums. It was designed. It was designed to feel like a home, and the atrium was surrounded by smaller rooms. So it's really interesting how it does. You go look outside, and it looks like this timber frame Tudor house. But then you go inside and it's um, pretty cool how each department and area is um, basically staged for you to go and look in the cabinets. They have some amazing jewelry. They have some super cool clothing and clothing patterns as well as housewares and all kinds of really, really cool things. And so you can shop and I've just been, oh, I would love to buy some things. Now, the thing about Liberty Fabrics is that it is something that they have, they have done their own trademark called Tana Lawn. And the Tana Lawn is something that is really their invention is the way they did um, long staple cotton and it is processed to look like silk it's pretty dense it feels a little slippery and shiny but it's really really pretty and their collection of designs is amazing that dates back to the 1870s they do a lot of prints from that collection and they do like 140 prints a year or a season I from what I'm understanding and they're really known for their avant-garde prints from the 1870s we look at it now and I'm like wow that is like so art nouveau meets modern and the color palettes are very cool so they have a lot of very very cool fabrics it is super expensive if you're to buy liberty tan lawn i have looked at it in the past and it's very expensive i think i priced like 30 dollars a yard 35 dollars a yard and so what was fun is i didn't want to buy yardage right i want to make a hexagon quilt I was totally inspired by Kate of The Last Homely House East of the Seas YouTube channel. And she has little little tiny pieces of Liberty. And I believe she collected it over the years. She's traded with people. And she made the most wonderful hexagon quilt. There's really no pattern. It's just hexagons organized in a visually pleasing way to her and sewn together. And I thought, what a great way to showcase this beautiful floral fabric. Um, I've seen Tilda fabric recently and that is close to this but there's nothing like Liberty. It's it's one of those things when you look at a certain style you can pick it out from a crowd right 
And um, this whole, I have tan a lawn feels, there's nothing that feels anything like it, um, to be honest. And you just, you really do, you either like fall head over heels in love with this and want to collect it and get totally bitten by the bug. Or you maybe go, eh, it's kind of different, but kind of weird, maybe to some people. Because some of the fabrics are super, um, the newer ones are super modern. Some are pretty inspired by um, avant-garde things. And I like is that a lot of the fabrics are have large and small scales. So if you cut it up for hexagons, it works out really well. Because most of the patterns are not, the scale isn't so big that you totally lose what it is. I, I just do, do like it. They're also known for being, you know, very vibrant fabrics. So I was excited because you could see some of these patterns repeat themselves throughout the collections over the years at the store. In fact, I didn't know this, but you could find some Liberty of London prints based on some of their fabric. You can get, you know, like ceramic wear in China with some of their fabric and you can actually have a really nice coordinating coordinating line um, but they're also known for menswear women's wear beauty supplies furniture homewares all kinds of stuff and their heritage line is is based on these older fabrics and I have found that you can also by Quilter's Cotton from Riley Blake has recently in the last couple of years been able to reproduce the Liberty and it's called Liberty Fabrics Riley Blake Designers which is a Moda fabric where they take these old 1870s all the way up through um, pr prints and they make collections based on the archives and library from the Liberty of London. So I really do enjoy shopping online <laughs> for fabric when I know what I'm looking for. And Green Fairy Quilts is a fabric shop of, um, I can't think of her name. Anyway, she does a lot of custom long arming and Green Fairy Fabrics is her quilt shop and I like to buy thread there. She carries all of the colors of um, Superior's long arming threads as well as piecing threads. And she was having a pre-cut sale. So she had four different types of two and a half inch charms. And I'm like, even though they aren't tan -alon, it's regular quilting cotton. I'm thinking I'm going to see what they look like blended together. So then that will be quite a few forty times six you know, like 240 hexagons maybe that's enough to make something or at least start something right <laughs> Judy Madsen is her name it took me all this time for it to come to me so the deep dive is you can get lost in Liberty stuff because it's not just fabrics it's all about you know their innovation of vegetable dyes in the past that were 
very vibrant and exotic and sourced some of the fabrics as far away as Japan, according to this article um, back in the day. And I'll be honest, it is amazing. And what I like is that you can buy these little charms now as collections from sellers on Etsy, or you can buy them in quilting cotton here in the United States through Moda's Riley Blake. And I wanted my first ones to come from England. So I went online and I did purchase from a seller in Norwich. And the little tiny, she has them babies pressed flat. So they fit in an envelope. It costs $15 to ship that envelope of 80 little squares. So I paid almost as much for shipping as I did <laughs> the charms but who cares? I really wanted them. It was a happy Mother's Day gift. And, you know, sometimes you just got to buy what you really like. And it's going to be part of a slow stitching project that may take me several years. And I don't feel bad because Kate of The Last Homely House YouTube, she's working on hers. And this is the third year it's taken her. Now she's quilting it. And it's for her granddaughter. So, you know, sometimes hand sewing is great. So I'm at least prepping the hexagons. Now, stitching hexagons together is different than stitching the Manx quilt, which is a running stitch. It's a whip stitch. Um, so I'm, I don't know if it will cause issue with my thumb, but I thought I can at least prep all the hexagons and dream about how they're going to look together because they each are like little tiny jewels of precious little fabric pieces um, that are just amazing. So a nice way to collect them is to go on Etsy and um, purchase them. I Let me look at the shop that I bought mine from because I was um, really, really amazed at how fast she was able to ship them to me. The shop is called Liberty Charms, one word, Liberty Charms of Norwich, N-O-R-W-I-C-H, United Kingdom, and you can buy 40 Liberty, she calls them Lawn, um, Tana Lawn, I think is their copyrighted name, and she has several collections, you know, some are more diverse in color, some are collections like I got pink, because I'm in love with pink, and you can buy some little uh, pre-cuts from her. So anyway, I would say five-star review for Liberty Charms. They were pressed, starched, pressed flat, shipped in waterproof um, envelope inside of the envelope she shipped it. So she knows how to do it without causing problems. So definitely check her out. And I've bought more and more stuff from Etsy shops because um, I just like li little pieces because I don't need a lot of fabric. I've got lots of fabric. <laughs> I've got lots of it. So the next thing I want to talk about is the Our Creative Soul segment where my sister and I do craft items. Now since gardening season is upon us, she has been going through her collection of basically material laying around the house and she had an idea of using PVC pipe. So she has went, 
Let's see. She went to the store because she had PVC pipe of a certain diameter, and she found that you can buy what hanging wire baskets, you know, the kind with chains, and they have holes in the center. She probably saw this on line and used it as inspiration and she found PVC pipe to go in that specific diameter up through the wire hanging basket. The wire hanging baskets usually are lined with moss or some sort of um, gardening fabric. Um, so one pipe, she made them several feet tall, like five and a half, six feet. She put the pipe in a bucket. Now my sister works with cement quite a bit. So she mixed her own concrete or cement. I'm not sure what the right word is. And she put that pipe in the bucket and let it harden. Now for extra strength, she added um, very long bolts at the bottom just to give it more place for the cement to grab. And then she has a little saw that cuts circles and she cut some circles in one of the pipes because she thought, wouldn't it be cute to have two tiers of these hanging baskets? You keep the chain long on some, the one, the bottom one, and then you use, she used cup hooks on this particular one and you screwed them in the pipe. And then she used shorter chains to make it two tiers to be right near the top. The pipe was big enough where she got a little pot and put a potted plant. It looked like a dianthus in the picture that she sent me. And she popped that in the top. And she goes, how cute would it be to stick a solar light, a little one, in that pot of flowers? And then she planted the whole thing with vining petunias. It's so pretty. So if you go to ourcreativesouls.wordpress.com, you can see a whole bunch of pictures. She made them to go on either side of her entrance porch near mailboxes on one side. And the other side, she actually had PVC materials that where you cap the pipe. And she put a screw in the top and did the same thing with the baskets. Oh, I forgot to tell you, before she hung the baskets, she painted the poles a bright yellow because it contrasts with the navy blue that her house is. So she has a blue and yellow and white theme going, but she didn't want the posts to be white. So she painted them and the wire baskets are um, plastic coated lime green. They look great. So she did um, the cap and then she did the same thing with the hanging basket. So they're two tiers. And on this one, she is just going to screw um, the solar light at the top. And she said, now you could put fairy lights, you know, around that, you know, are meant to be outside um, around the baskets and the pole that would make it twinkle and be very pretty. Um, so the biggest thing is when you get ready to put that pole needs to be in the ground. So you got that bucket on the end, right? So she dug a really big hole, big enough to sink the whole bucket and the pole. And then, you know, she decorated it and planted the flowers. So in the pole that she cut the little circle holes, she stuffed it with soil that somehow, um, I didn't ask her exactly how she kept the soil in it, but she planted hens and chicks in there. For some reason, I think she filled the 
hole with sand or she somehow put something to hold the soil up like underneath the circles she did three in a row so she put hens and chicks in that one super cute anyway it's i'm calling it the flower tower because they're they're probably four and a half feet tall once you bury it with the bucket and if you're like me i've got all kinds of building materials laying around my house including pvc pipe um, maybe you don't you might have to go to the store but be sure you find the wire basket so you can measure how big and hers is pretty big it looks like a three inch pipe it looks like that from the pictures anyway i can't wait to see it in person and i hope i can go down there and see her soon so i decided to do the TikTok. um love gardens hate gardening and that's been my creative things recently um, outside of doing quilting <laughs> is videoing myself um, doing very tiny micro steps but knowing just like in crafting right if you do a few at a time 15 minutes at a time multiple times a week it all adds up and I can't believe how far the garden has come in just a few weeks so you can find those links all on our creative souls and you can find um, my website mycreativecorner3.com for anything else that we may talk about here including the show notes so the next segment of the show is what's for dinner and this week I have to say the food I got from home chef was so good but I did do a meal that was not home chef and I want to talk about it, it was super easy uh, we went to Costco remember and I bought their white queso and I had some Tostitos and I buy their ground turkey and oh my goodness that made the best homemade nachos with the queso that white queso is addicting oh my it was delicious. It was better than a lot of the restaurants that I have had nachos at. And I liked is that it's, you know, a good cheese. It wasn't fake cheese. It was, it was delicious. So anyway, that was one meal, super simple that I made myself. And I had three wonderful meals this week. I talked about that last podcast of some things in the future, but one was a chicken enchilada and it was really good and it actually was so beautiful but I didn't take a picture of it I wish I did um it was gorgeous and I did another one that were tacos but the filling was Philly cheesesteak so it had little strips of steak with peppers and onions and it was a little you know upscale version of Philly cheesesteak it also had portobello mushrooms in it and the topping was a um, cream cheese and cheese sauce that was extremely good now what I love about these meals is that they're not huge um, they're a good portion size and it gets me trying things that I would never make. I would never make. And I was like, 
I took a big risk and this week I got what's called a butter chicken bowl. So that came today. Uh, it is a quick meal. Um, some meals you can buy are 15 minutes that take to prep usually takes me 20 and some are 30 to 40 minutes. So let's talk about some of the things that are that came this week. So what's for dinner tonight is going to be a pork chop with sage and honey butter with roasted garlic and Parmesan broccoli. Oh, that is good. Very, very good. The other meal we talked about was the butter chicken and the other one I get three a week is balsamic fig sauce on chicken breast with zucchini. And the zucchini is pan fried and then put in the oven with grape tomatoes and you roast them. That's another 15 minute meal. So that shouldn't be too difficult to make. I have made things that I just, oh my gosh, I never thought that I'd be able to do. The thought process is so easy. Um, you open it up, you look at the card, all the things that you need are right there and there's no waste. There's a little bit of prep work, depending on if you pick a meal that's a 30 minute meal versus a 10 or 15 minute meal. And I like it. So that's what's for dinner this week is pork chop with sage and honey butter, balsamic fig chicken with zucchini and butter chicken rice bowl with that one is a curry. I've never had curry and I'm hoping I like it. So why do I, why am I so excited about this? Because I was getting to the point where I didn't just dread making dinner. I hated making dinner. It was just awful. I had no inspiration. I didn't know where to go to get inspiration. And this has done all of the things I wanted. I, it's taken the pain out of all of the coming up with ideas to sourcing all the food. Um, if you're interested and you want to try Home Chef, they give me a few coupons for discounts. And there's also, if you go to homechef.com, you can sign up for a trial period that they'll give you a lot of meals for a small price just to try. So either way, um, what I like is their their first page is great. It talks about their customer service is great. So far, I've not had any um, big problems with the food coming on time and the temperature is always right. But I did have one um, package where some of the meat leaked out on the other meat and I was worried that you couldn't use the one that was opened. They reassured me that that was probably, uh, it was still very, very cold and it just had leaked a little bit, but they gave me a little bit of money off for the inconvenience of that. Um, and it didn't ruin any of the dinners. They have what I like, um, their slogan here is we have more meal variety. You can choose from 30 weekly choices of dishes. There's more flexibility. You can sign up with no commitment, skip weeks or cancel any time and more flavor. I will tell you there is more flavor with this than with some of the other um, food boxes that we've tried. And I do feel like a chef at home. <laughs> so that's what's for dinner this week. The other thing that I've been doing is trying to do a little bit of uh, spring tidying up in my version of the fly lady. So on the home front, 
I have chosen to do a mission of my own, which is to throw one thing away daily. Whether that's going through the mail that I wasn't sure we needed to keep or not. Um, I try to go through the mail every day and throw out immediately all the junk mail. But like, just throw away one thing every day that you don't need anymore. Things like old receipts that you've kept for a long time and you know you're not going to need them or you've already taken pictures of them. Going through used things. Um, old food in the pantry. I went through and purged that this spring. But this week it's been things like mail and going through stuff that just kind of collect in piles like the dining room table that became a catch-all over the winter. So I went through and cleaned that all up and I have my sewing machine on one end of the dining table and my husband has his things on the other end, but we can easily clear it off now or before it just had become a dumping ground. So that was this week's project was clear out the dining room table. I'm also starting to go through like if I'm doing things in the craft room and I find stuff that's broken old and it's not working immediately. I have a big bag in there, throw it in the trash. Um, that's, that's been my mission for the last week is just declutter and throw things away. I've also found like old pots and pans or maybe serving dishes as you come across them. I'm trying to do it as a go, not like make, oh, a big mission today. I'm spending 15 minutes and 20 minutes or an hour and starting this big purging process, which is very painful to me. And I... I like to keep things. I'm not necessarily a pack rat, but I'm sentimental. And, and so if you just one small thing at a time, you let things go. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel as painful to me it, versus saying, I'm going to clean this whole closet today. And you just, you get going and it becomes more and more painful as you go along trying to decide what else do I need to throw away or give up or give away or take to goodwill. And then I become worn out with the decision fatigue. So this is my way of trying to avoid decision fatigue over decluttering. So lest you be concerned that I won't have enough craft projects to do, um, I have plenty. I'm going to um, really start planning on working on a miniature book nook. I'm still working on the logistics of how to put one together. And I think somebody made a comment on my Facebook page this week that talked about how we need to have time to do a setup, whether that's 15 minutes of preparing your quilt blocks for the next day. Or if you're like me, I need to sometimes have all of this extra thinking time to problem solve, plan, create, or be inspired over the things that I'm working on. So I really appreciate the very kind words that Gail said. And I also want to thank um, all the people who leave comments on Saturday Morning Coffee's blog and for Barb and Gail and Diane who have bought a virtual cup of coffee. But anyway, Gail, Gail reminded me that that is so important and I talk about it here all the time because I really believe that 
when we rush through projects, sometimes the results are, we're dissatisfied because we had a lot of negative feelings during the project, right? We felt rushed. We had a deadline. Things didn't go as well. Maybe once you got it, the quilt completely done, you realize you would have done it a little differently. Now that's something about working in a series where you do one quilt after another that are inspired by each other or maybe a similar block or a similar way of assembling it or quilting it. But I like to sometimes just do a few minutes at a time and then step away from it and really think about what I'm doing and where I want to go with it. Sometimes halfway through, I realize, you know what, this was not working out the way I want at all. And I need to step away from it. And sometimes during that period of time, I get inspired to do something completely different or something in a different avenue. And that's happened quite a bit this week. Um, you know, it's given me opportunity as I'm practicing these feathers to think about the quilt that my friend dropped off that she wants custom quilted. And she has Moda block heads, which Moda does free block of the month type of things on their website. So if you Google Moda block heads, she did a really great quilt that's 12 blocks. And she decided she wanted the center one to be very personal to her. And she did a hand applique piece um, block and it's gorgeous. So while I am getting intimate with the fabric she chose and the color she chose and the thread, I've had all this time to look at it and be inspired and also work and practice on the feathers and different sizes to see, I think I want to do feathers in the border. And I've also done a couple of other custom pieces for other people that has inspired me for this. So what all of this um, story is, is that sometimes the more you create, the more creative you feel. And I've also realized this week that the more I do, whether for like gardening or exercise or physical activity, if I keep it in small amounts, the more I do, the more I feel like I can do and the stronger I get. In the winter time, I'm kind of cooped up in this house. And every winter, um, I really have to work hard at exercise. In this winter, with my back injury and just the weather and everything, um, I really got weak. And it was hard to to do anything. It got super hard. You know how it is when you injure your back, standing, sitting, laying, it all hurts. That came and went for several months and I did try exercising and I re-injured it. So I had to redo my whole exercise program with my doctor's help. But I realized that the more I exercise and yes, I keep 10, 15 minutes at a time and then I feel strong enough to do other things like haul bags of leaves to the road with the help of my husband. Um, because, you know, if it's real heavy, I can't lift too much or I can help with the raking. Um, so just like creativity begets creativity, the more exercise and the stronger you get, the better you feel about yourself, the better you feel about 
what you're able to do and you physically get stronger. And that leads to me being able to be more active. So I like positive spirals. It's so much better than those negative spirals like over winter. The more you sit, the more you hurt, the more you sit, the more you hurt. So it's, I find this fascinating, even though you know it to be true. But sometimes you find yourself in a different place in life. I've never had a back injury like this before. And it just brought home to roost what I knew about inactivity leading to more inactivity. Um, and I'm pretty excited to say that I have been able to do more. We have, uh, I'm very lucky. My husband is into fitness and um, he bought a box for the, for the gym for box squats, you know, where you, you actually sit and you do a squat and you sit down to a point where you can touch the box. And if you start falling, you'll wind up sitting on the box. Well, I don't need any added weight than my body weight. So I've been doing, starting at the high, the high box, you can rotate the box three ways and there's three heights, the higher one. And then of course, as you get stronger, the lower you can squat. Super simple. If you have a kitchen chair, you can do the same thing. Trying to watch my form, you know, doing my rowing, walking, sunshine, all of that has been a great exercise, leads to strength, which leads to more activity. And we're excited. Summer's coming. Hoping that I can continue to do all of the things that I want to do this summer. Most of them are outside events. I'm going to try to get together with my quilty friends. So that's this weekend. That is not an outside activity. They're actually doing um overnight retreat and they invited me to come up. I don't think I'm going to spend the entire weekend because I, I do have a lot to do. But what I do want to do is go up there during the day. However, I was exposed to COVID last week with a coworker. So I've tested once and I'm negative and I'm hoping that um, more people in my office have gotten sick and I'm hoping that if I test negative and I feel good, then I'm going to go up there for the day. I'm so looking forward to it. I'm so <laughs> looking forward to spending time with my quilty friends I in person. I haven't been able to do it over winter uh, because they are meeting now during the time when I work. Um, I'm so disappointed that I might not be able to go. However, the however is there will be other opportunities. And if I test positive or if I'm not feeling well, by the time Friday comes, it will be plenty of time to be out of the infection period and I will do another test. So anyway, all of that is just leading me back around to, wow, COVID's still here. And um, just about the time I'm ready to close the door on it, something reminds me that it's still around and I still need to be careful. And we've gone back to wearing masks at work because we are in high risk um, infections uh, in our counties. So, you know, we're back to wearing masks at work. Boo. I don't enjoy that. Um, who does? But it's very important so other people don't get sick. Oh boy. One moment, please. I'll have to edit that out. 
Anyway, you can get eight more tests. Um, if you're like me, um, the nature of my job is that I'm around people a lot. And I like to be able to have these COVID tests. So before I go visit my family or before I go see my friends, um, if there's any question, I can COVID test. So you can get eight more tests. I found that out this week. Um, you can go through the um, U.S. government. As I'm talking about U.S. government and U.S. citizens. Um, they'll ship eight more to your house. And if you've gotten COVID tests before, it's through the same website. But I'm not going to let that all get me down. And I know that things are progressing in that front. And I'm still planning on going to some Highland Games. The first one is in um, Elma, Michigan. It's the opening, uh, one of the older Highland Games in the state. Um, I believe it's Memorial Day weekend. So looking forward to that. And there's a couple of new games and a couple of um, games where they've not been around for a while and have come back. And there's been a, a couple other festivals that folded during the last couple of years. So I'm trying to keep things where we're outside, we're hiking, we're doing healthy things, but we're also um, probably not going to do as many indoor things like the Van Gogh um interactive van gogh i really want to go to that but the only um places and times that is is mid-july through august right now in michigan and i'm not i'm not sure that will be a good time so we'll uh we're taking it as we come but um my husband did treat me last week and we did go to a local restaurant it's right across the street from me um a restaurant that was there for nearly 100 years closed a few years ago and the most awesome mexican restaurant very fancy but not expensive and i can literally walk there it's amazing the food is wonderful. You can go and have a beverage. You can be in the family part, the sports bar part, or the finer dining part. And it's within walking distance of home. I love it. So that's my new um, favorite place to hang out is the new Mexican restaurant that's uh, across the street and down the alley from my house, right next to where I get my haircut. I'm just like, when did this happen? Everything is in my neighborhood all of a sudden. It's wonderful. So that's about everything that I have been up to this last week and last couple weeks, actually. And, you know, and some things I'm going to have to put on the back burner till I can physically do it, like the Manx quilt. I have six quilts of my own to long arm. And I still have a couple of quilts from my friend who um, retired from the company I work for. And she made one for, for all her grandkids. No hurry. And I have another quilt to custom do for another friend. So I have plenty of quilts to keep me busy this summer. And if I feel like um, machine piecing, you know, I still got that triple Irish chain in um, the bin as well as Dear Jane but I have not felt like machine piecing for a while. And it's okay. It's summer. It's time for long arming. I love long arming in the summer. I don't know why. I just do. 
Anyway, everyone have a most wonderful week. I hope that your your garden is growing and the squirrels aren't stealing your sunflower seeds like they did in mine. Check out the website, My Creative Corner 3. If you want to support the podcast, you can all, always go to Kofi.com. That's also on the website. Um, a weekly post on Saturday morning coffee is a blog post and I'm working on a weekly YouTube video, which is either this podcast on the video and every two weeks I'm doing a vlog style video. So if you enjoy long videos, you can find them there and short vertical videos you can find on TikTok. TikTok is vholloway12345 and my YouTube channel is my creative corner three. I was able to finally change it from my name to my creative corner three. Have a most wonderful week. Be creative and quilt on everyone. <laughs>